WYTI invites you to stay tuned for My Brother's Crossing. My Brother's Crossing is a program centered around obedience, love, forgiveness, and hope that we pray will encourage and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here are JT and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Good Sunday morning to everyone and welcome to this week's broadcast of the My Brother's Crossing radio show. My name is J.T. Clark, and I'm a servant leader with our ministry, My Brother's Crossing. And I'm Terry Lee Clark, and I'm also a servant leader with our ministry. And we're excited to be back with you for another week. And if you've been joining in week in and week out, we appreciate you. If this is your first time to our program, uh, we invite you to sit back, listen, and, and hopefully something we share in the next 30 minutes will serve to encourage you in your own walk uh, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's been... Uh been an amazing uh, week for us and we just uh, we just hope that we can really encourage you um, through all that we're going to share um, during this half an hour um, segment here yeah and we um, want to thank those at uh, WYTI um, for allowing us this time on the radio each Sunday um, also Kathy Orr for what she's pouring into us to um, give us the ability um, to do this radio show. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so many others that are just pouring into us just so that we can go out and do what God has called us to do. Yeah, it's uh, been another amazing week. Uh, we're actually recording this broadcast on Sunday morning. It's uh, it's about 20 minutes to 8 right now, and, and we have services today at Valley Drive Baptist Church down in Fieldale. Uh, so we'll be headed out here shortly to to be there with the folks at that church. You were with them last night uh, screening the movie, Terry Lee, and uh, showing My Brother's Crossing to this group. I, I was, and wow, what, what an amazing evening I had last night with the folks that showed up there from their church. And we had um, quite a number of people um, come for the screening um, who were... Or, who go to other churches um, in the area, and we're just excited to see it and want the movie brought to their church for their congregation um, to watch as a whole. So we're excited about what opportunities may come from this, possibly. Well, the, the messages of the movie certainly we hope are encouraging yes. uh, individuals either that don't know the Lord mm -hmm. uh, or that have a relationship and are just looking to get a little bit closer uh, each day. Yeah, and I was hearing, you know, from um, some of those that um, were there in attendance last night to watch the movie, you know, just the impact um, it's having on them, um, people around them that they know, and literally the world as a whole. They said, wow, this is something that everyone needs to hear. And in just a few weeks, we're going to have another opportunity to bring the film to uh, more than 3,000 people. Exactly. Uh, our movie was nominated for Most Inspirational Feature Film at a film festival, an international film festival in Orlando, Florida. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're making preparations to travel there. Uh, we're hoping things are going to work out that will give us an opportunity to be there uh, to not only screen the movie, uh, to, to not only... Uh, hear our movie recognized as a nominee in that category, yes. uh, but but most importantly, to witness to people yes. uh, as we go through that experience. And uh, we just bring this film to a, uh, more sets of eyes, and who knows if we might connect with the one person that could help us uh, get this distributed or or get this uh, you know, distributed on a broader scale than we've been able to achieve thus far 
primarily because of COVID. Absolutely. And I, and I said this last night, I was talking about where we were in Texas and the awards the movie um, received and about our upcoming trip to Orlando to this international Christian film festival. And I said, you know, it isn't about the awards. We're thrilled and just praising God that he saw fit to have us there um, among so many others that are making films that are faith-based, trying to bring people into a relationship with Jesus Christ. But those awards, as you said, just give us that extra push to get the message of this film out to a broader scale. And that's what we've been fighting, again, because of COVID. And maybe this is it. God seems to be opening some doors for us. And we don't know which one is the door that he's opening that's going to get to that person who can, as you said, push us out on a much larger scale. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, uh, uh, you, you talk yes. about God making a way. I yes. mean, he made a way for us to go to Texas. Amen. And um, certainly we didn't expect to be nominated there. We certainly no. didn't expect the film to win uh, the way that it did. And uh, and and he can make a way for us to to go to Orlando. So we'll see we'll see what happens. He uh, some incredible things have unfolded in our ministry uh, in this past week. We got back into the jail uh, on yeah. Monday. We were there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday as part of the Bridging the Gap program. This is a a program, uh, an intensive study, if you will, that's yes. spearheaded by Franklin Heights Baptist Church. But others in the community, including ourselves, have opportunities to be a part of it. Uh, we lead a Bible study called Recovering Redemption uh, three days a week. And we sp always spend uh, the first week with the new guys that we have, just building a rapport with them, just building a relationship with them, uh, witnessing to them through what Christ has done in our own lives. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of what the, the first week looked like. But uh, beginning tomorrow, Monday, uh, we'll actually get into the formal study. And, uh, and, and just, uh, looking forward, there's nine new men in the program and, uh, we've gotten to know them a little bit and understand what their desires and, uh, the outcome that they're looking for, uh, from this experience. I'm, I'm so excited because being in there with them and, and meeting each of these nine men last week, I, I just, I'm sensing it on my spirit. I'm feeling how they want this how they are hungering and thirsting for the gospel. Well, we already the heard. good news of Jesus. That their first experience in church uh, uh, a week ago, yeah. uh, they, that several of them made the choice, if not all of them. I was not there to witness it, but exactly. uh, uh, some number of them made their way to the altar, uh, the first Sunday service. And uh, for them, they either were reconnecting mm -hmm. uh, with the relationship with Christ uh, or some... We're seeking it for the first time. And uh, it just, the the carpet's been rolled out, so to speak. The door is mm -hmm. open. Their hearts are, have been pricked uh, and, and are being prepared to, to receive uh, what's being taught to them yes. uh, through the morning and evening devotionals, what is being um, spoken to them through those devotionals and what's being taught to them through the study. Uh, and then the sermons that they're hearing, the recovery church that they experience on Tuesday night and, and uh it's just uh, excited for that this opportunity is open back up. We're, we're, we're grateful. Uh, it's been since January since we've been with a set of guys. So that's mm -hmm. happened. And 
of course, uh, we had an opportunity to go to the Hope Center uh, on Friday morning and, and meet with the, the guys in phase one of that program. Uh, and, and this week, we were able to help sponsor and, and transport uh, two more people to get into the Hope Center, one woman and one man. Uh, and, and it was eight months to the day, to the day uh, since mm -hmm. I first spoke about the opportunity with the young lady. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so finally to to get her transported to the facility because she said, I want to go. Yes. Um, and that's that's key to it. They have to want change for themselves. We can't want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Uh, but when they're ready, uh, we've got to be ready to step in uh, and, and, and help be the hands and feet to help. Uh, so through our ministry, we've been able to cover uh, the the fee associated with their admission to the program. And uh, again, just looking forward to, to what's going to go forth there. And, you know, this program is so incredible. I got to speak about it um, a little bit last night after the service. Um, someone there had said, hey, will you speak about what you all are doing in your ministry I said, well, certainly we're happy to, to let everybody here know. And I, I talked about the one thing we do is is the Hope Center and just how important that is. And if anyone has a family member or knows someone who's dealing with addiction and needs that help, the Hope Center is an amazing, amazing place for this because the one who's going to Heal them to get them through this is Jesus Christ. Yeah, you can you can reach sobriety without Christ. But, absolutely. But at the end of the day, what's the point? Right. And if you go end up going back to it at some point, here in this program, this is to get you to turn to Jesus when you want to turn back into your old habit, into that addiction to get rid of that hurt or whatever you may go, be going through. That'll help you just for a short span, Jesus is going to be with you all the time, 24-7. Yeah. He's going to be there to carry that burden and whatever it is that you're going through. That's that's what is so huge in the foundation um, through this that's planted while they're there in the program. And, of course, the greatest aspect of all is eternal life, the yeah, gift of salvation, yes. the gift of eternal life. And, mm. uh, and it, again, it's just another another mindset, another way to live, mm -hmm. uh, another perspective about things. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just looking at what else unfolded in the, in the week uh, past that we just completed. And uh, Terry Lee, you, you had an opportunity on Thursday night to participate in a podcast with our, our dear sweet sister, Aww. Fernanda Martin, um, yes. uh, CJ Martin's wife. Uh, and you all had an opportunity to talk about your experience with the walk to Emmaus uh, program that you both just completed not too long ago. And, uh, and during the course of that, Terry Lee, you talked about a healing that you received. And, uh, I know you have a Bible verse you want to read this morning, and I know you have, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, what, what, what transpired for you. Yeah. Uh, I'll read the Bible verse first, and then I'll go into talking about what happened. This comes from Psalms, Psalm 4. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. 
back in November, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. I saw it coming. I had asked to have a test done because I had every sign and every symptom of it. And they said, sure, we'll test you. And they did. And the test came back as I expected that I did have hypothyroidism. And what does that mean, hypothyroidism? What does that mean? I mean, yeah, my, my thyroid isn't producing enough hormone. Your thyroid hormone, it helps, it regular helps regulate with your blood pressure, your heart rate, so many other things in our body. So it's, it's important that it's working in right accord. And when, when the thyroid is <laughs> not working in right accord, what, what does that, how does that manifest in your life? In my life, so many things happen that may seem mild, but other than it can affect blood pressure, affecting heart rate, it affects your skin, giving you dry skin, dry hair. Um, it can affect your vision as well. Your vision can be affected by it. There are so many things, and one of the big things that it carries with it is fatigue and overwhelming fatigue. When we're doing ministry pretty much seven days a week, um, yep, seven days a week, we're trying to get that one day in for rest, but when you are extremely fatigued, it's difficult, even when we want to press in and press through, and I've been doing that. But it's taken, it was taken a toll. And I really didn't want to go on the hormone for it because there are side effects, we know, to, to some medications, to all medications. And this one has some pretty big side effects if it doesn't mesh well with your body. It was so, going to be a lifelong regimen. It as well, was going right? to be a lifelong. It wasn't going to be a short term. Uh, we're going to be fixed with a couple of weeks of this hormone. And they wanted to draw it one more time to see where it was at because this is going to be a lot of fine little fine-tuning, little tweaks here to get it just right. And when I went back in last Tuesday to have some other bloods drawn, and that one as well, I was waiting for the results to come back. And they came back on Thursday afternoon just before I was ready to go do the podcast with Fernanda. And when I saw them, I honestly was stunned. I was, wow, I am literally smack dab in the middle of the normal range. Not on the low end of normal, not on the high end, right in the middle. While I was away on my Emmaus walk, I was praising God. And other than just praising him for everything in my life and what he's doing through our ministry, I was asking him, Lord, could you heal me of this one thing? Could you heal me of the hypothyroidism? And then on Sunday, before I brought the message at Mount Vernon Baptist Church, I was at the altar again, praying as I always do. And my last prayer was, Lord, if you, if you would just heal me from this hypothyroidism, Lord, I could do so much more, Father. I am doing your will. I'm doing your work right now, Father. But, oh, what I could do if I wasn't fighting this battle every single day. I could get so much more done. And I'm going con to continue in your service, Father, whether you heal me or not here on the side. And there it was. 
there was my healing. And I felt it physically Friday morning. My skin on my face was no longer dry. The skin on my hands was no longer dry. I, I was seeing all the things that during those months had manifested themselves in my body in such a negative way were gone. Were gone. And we, we've got to praise God for, for his touch. Yes, this is all glory to God. And I wrote a Facebook post about it um, late that evening because I said, I have to give all glory and praise to God for this because there is nothing I did to change this. This was nothing but God touching me and saying, yes, Terry Lee, I will heal you from this. Well, when you, you shared this in the podcast with Fernanda, and I, mm -hmm. I was able to listen to it that night uh, after the broadcast, you know, the recording of it. And Fernanda pointed out uh, something in that mm -hmm. uh, as you were praying, yes, as you were expecting and hoping that God would answer your prayer and touch you in this way, you continued to serve. Yes. Uh, you weren't just sitting back saying, God, if you do this, then I'll do that. You were continuing to serve in spite of, I mean, you were at church, you were at the altar, you were uh, praising him uh, for what he has done, and, yes. and you were uh, believing with expectation. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't sitting back saying, well, if you don't heal me, then I'm not going to continue on in your service. I. And I think CJ also pointed out beforehand, just like Fernanda, you were pushing through. You were continuing to press in and press on. And that's what God wants. He sees us pressing in, not just me, but so many others that are battling with something, with a health issue, whatever it may be, continuing to press forward into his service. And, uh, you know, we certainly know people mm -hmm. um, who've been stricken with an illness, yes. uh, stricken with a chronic condition, stricken with a terminal condition mm -hmm. uh, that's going to, uh, their life here on earth is going to end. And they pray for healing. They yes. pray for a touch. touch. And uh, and the disease continues its progression uh, un until their life comes to an end. And, you know, one of the things I know we hear and, and the, the individuals, why do you keep praying? Mm -hmm. Why do you keep praying when you're not being healed? Why do you keep requesting when you're not being healed? Uh, and and a dear friend of ours uh, yes. passed from a cancer That's diagnosis right. last September. Mm. Um, not even sure the cancer killed her, but maybe the treatment. Uh, but Yeah, uh, I mean, I was I was expecting she would be healed. I truly, truly was. And she was. And she was healed on the other side. Yeah. She won. So when you're fighting those battles on this side, you may not be healed. But we don't want family members or the person suffering to feel like I lost my battle because you didn't lose. With God, you win every time. It's just where he decides to heal you here or there. I had so many other issues I could have come to him with and honestly felt guilty and I shouldn't feel guilty. I should just lay it all out there to God. But I felt like there's so many other people suffering so many things. I shouldn't be asking to be healed of every medical ailment that I have. But to heal just that one was huge. And I pray that at some point 
on this side, he decides to heal the others. And if he doesn't, I'm healed when I get to heaven. Well, I know the uh, the young lady that did uh, pass last September, she, mm. she made the statement in a recorded video where she yes. said, if I live to be 92, mm. I win. Yes. And if he calls me home in my next breath, I win. Yes. Uh, either either way. And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, I'm I am thankful. Uh and I I praise God as your husband mm-hmm. that he's touched you in this way because mm-hmm. uh the strength that you've shown these last few days uh since you since you that healing has been experienced. Uh you're I won't say a different person, you're the same person but you just have a strength mm-hmm. uh that you didn't possess. I, uh, you have an energy that you didn't have just just a few days ago, and um, and and it has allowed us to go continue to go in different directions, and and as we head on the same path, uh, but it's allowed you to to continue in your service. It has, and you're right. I mean, I felt it as soon as that change came there. I felt different. I felt my body had just been re-energized and I was already exhausted because I had been, there was sleep deprivation that does go along with hypothyroidism that added so much. And suddenly I felt this strength that God had given me. Well, the, I can attest I'm a witness uh, Mm. to the sleep that you had last night. You you were out, yes, uh, and you slept in a way me. that you had not uh, le- in leading up to this uh, experience, uh, leading up to this, um, res- mm-hmm. you know, touch from God, touch from God, yes, touch Amen. from God. Amen. We'll just all praise and glory to Him. Yeah, and it's uh, you know today is Palm Sunday. Uh, and and this is Holy Week uh, for those of us that call ourselves uh, followers of Christ that, that see Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. This is the day when when He was celebrated as He re-entered Jerusalem, uh, as He came home uh, for the Passover uh, to recognize the Passover. Uh, but uh, the same crowds that were going to celebrate Him as He entered Jerusalem would be the same crowds that would turn on Him just days later. Uh, and so as, as, as you prepare to experience Holy Week, uh, mm. uh, just remember and acknowledge all that he's done in our lives, mm. all that he's done in our circumstances, even if we're still struggling with something, even if we're still going through, mm. um, the fact that he went to the cross yeah. was enough. Was enough. Uh, Last night I said, you know, he went to the cross for each one of us. We were forgiven and he went there to reconcile us to the Father. None of us deserve it. And I think that's what we hear so much. I don't deserve it. That's why I can't do this because I don't deserve. I've done so many horrible things. I don't deserve. Well, none of us are deserving. We're born sinners. We are born into sin. Yeah, the original sin entered the world, the world back in the garden. Yes. And and we've been uh, struggling with ever it ever since. since. And just what he has done, uh, that we we can go to the cross. Yes. Uh, that we can lay it down. Uh, that we can seek him mm-hmm. in, in all that we're burdened with and all that we're uh, struggling with. Yesterday, uh, while you were at 
Valley Drive Baptist Church. I was at the Martinsville Speedway. And this is exciting. (laughs) I wish I could have been with you. Yeah, it was great. Uh, You know, six and a half years ago, I was at the Martinsville Speedway. It was October 31st. It was the very weekend after the court case Mm -hmm. had unfolded between myself and CJ. And I was, uh, I was struggling with what had transpired that week mm-hmm. because I knew it was not of me. It was something mm-hmm. outside of me. And, and at the time of, uh, of the race that weekend, um, I only knew at the time of the accident, I only knew two pastors. And one of them was the gentleman, Michael Harrison, who pastors community fellowship, but he's over raceway ministries. And that's how I had met him, mm-hmm. uh, was through that. And so, uh, so I sought him out that Saturday after, after the court case six and a half years ago. And, and as I told him what had unfolded, he, he just looked at me and this scene is recreated in the movie, but, uh, he looked at me and he just mm-hmm. boldly stated to me, it's not about you. <laughs> and it took me a few minutes, uh, to, to process what he was saying. And he said it several times. Uh, and as I walked away from that conversation, it took me a while to process what he had said. Uh, but I realized it wasn't about me. And uh, to have the opportunity to go back to Martinsville Speedway, to that very location on the on the Speedway grounds, mm-hmm. and to share and witness to this testimony of what God has done in my life, mm-hmm. uh, the, the response, uh, there were probably 75 people under the tent uh, through the course of this service. But the people that were listening around the perimeter of the tent. They, mm-hmm. they didn't want to come under the tent, mm-hmm. uh, but w- you could see that their heads would turn every so often to hear uh, the next element of the, of the testimony. And they were, they were drawn in. A, a woman came up to me, and, and I don't know if it was her boyfriend or her husband, uh, but she said, you know, he, he, he wasn't interested, uh, but as, as the story unfolded, he was drawn in. Uh, and just to know, um, just to know the power of what God has done in my life, uh, just to, to be, to have the opportunity and the privilege to share that with as many people mm. as I can, yes. um, just to have that opportunity to be a witness for Christ. Um, it, it just, it's humbling and it's overwhelming and to have that opportunity at the speedway to, to, uh, you know, just share that with so many people. Well, and oh, for me, I, I just, again, I wish I could have been there to hear you, but I knew I couldn't have gotten out of there and gotten to Valley Drive Church in time. But I love when we're sharing and there are people, we may be sharing somewhere where there's somebody who doesn't, isn't looking to hear any messages of Christ, nothing. And suddenly heads are turning and you notice that somebody's listening you caught their attention and I, that just fills me with so much joy to realize even the ones who don't want to be reached are still being reached yeah the greatest example of that for me was was in august of last year when mm-hmm. uh a gentleman named dave Schuler and i went into the henry county jail <laughs> And Dave had told me going in that he was going to read Matthew 6, 9 through 13 with them. And then he wanted me to speak to 14 and 15, verses 14 and 15. 
where it talks about uh, Jesus forgiving. And, and when we went into this, um, this unit, this pod of the Henry County Jail, um, there were about five or six men toward the front that were interested in hearing what we had to share. And then everybody else was kind of recessed in the, in the back of their cells or, or the blankets were pulled up where they were just telling us, I'm not interested in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And as we minister to those men, uh, and as we, we got to the point where Dave asked me to share this testimony, all of a sudden as the, as what God had done in my life, uh, the, the covers began to be peeled back. And these men who were buried mm-hmm. in the recesses of their cells came out into the light. And that's just what God's word will do. Yes. Uh, he, he, his word is light yes. and his word reveals, uh, those things, those truths to us about who he is. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're, none of us are worthy for what he did for us, but he did it for us. And it has to be personal to us. Uh, and, and so we just ask you to call on the name of Jesus. If you do not know him, call on him and seek a personal relationship with him. Yes. Uh, Terry Lee, I know our time's about up this morning. Would you just close us in prayer uh, over the next 45 seconds that we have? Mm. Oh, most gracious and heavenly Father, I just come boldly right now to your throne of grace and mercy, Father. Just thanking you for sending your son. We're sending your son for each of us, Father, that he has taken on our sin, Father. He has reconciled us back to you, Father. I'm so thankful for all that you're doing in our lives, for all that you're doing in the lives of those we come in contact with, Father. I just pray that one this morning, heart their heart has been stirred through what we've shared this morning, bringing them into a right relationship with you, Father. I just pray these things in the name of my Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and we'll be with you again next week. You've been listening to My Brother's Crossing on WYTI. We invite you to tune in again next Sunday at 1030 a.m. for My Brother's Crossing with J.T. and Terry Lee Clark, servant leaders of My Brother's Crossing. Love God. Love people.